Okay, so welcome back. Uh, this is the Flophouse Podcast. I'm Stuart Wellington. Oh, I'm Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm Dan McCoy. <laughs> TV's Porky Pig, everybody, right there. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Elliot Kalin, saying my name am, as if I've heard it before and said it before. So thrown off by the fact that I am not the first person to announce my name that I uh-huh. thought about it <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a moment when your glasses flipped off your face and you yeah. had to like fumble like, with them in your hand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, this is another mini episode. This is an off week mini episode of the Flop House. Uh, brought to you by bad... Minis, the bar. Yeah, brought to <laughs> brought to you by Minis Bar, a bar that I am a partial owner of. Um, now, normally we watch a bad movie and talk about it, but what we're going to do tonight is we're going to do another uh, installment of Missed That Movie. That's right. The popular reoccurring uh, episode style where <laughs> one of us has watched a movie and then we explain it to the others. The other two have to decide whether they are glad they missed it, sad <laughs> they missed it, or had to not miss it, and they're going to run over to their DVD player and start watching immediately. <laughs> well, I'll have to wait to acquire the DVD if I'm relying on the player. <laughs> no, no, in a David Blaine-style piece of street magic, go check your DVD oh. player. It's already oh, in wow. there. I know what the movie yeah, I... is, and it's Jordan editing the name of movie later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh... you're still going to have to say it, Dan, at some point. For her to put it in there. But... Sure, it's... Zombies Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> now, that that joke is funnier if you can see Dan open his mouth as if the words are going to be dubbed in and then close his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he timed it perfectly. Um so for this one, I did something a little bit special, guys. I had to reach into the M&M and M&M store. Mm. That's right. The Miss That Movie Movie Mausoleum. <laughs> where, uh, store? <laughs> well, I store, I store movies in there. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> uh, so I selected a movie that was donated by listener Ryan Alexander, uh, I think he donated it to me at the bar one night, and he's like, you got to watch this. It's uh, my favorite movie ever. I might be getting his quote wrong. Um, it's a movie titled Z.A. Zombies Anonymous, mm. a very low-budget horror movie from 2006, shot almost entirely in New York uh, on video with basically no music except for a few touches of classical music to really sell some of the very emotional moments. So you're probably already very excited. You know what, guys? You'll be even more excited when I tell you that the special effects team, that's right, it's Demonic Pumpkins. You, you know, so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you why Stuart is so much better at Miss That Movie than I am. It's because uh, We know, Dan. Stuart, we know. We've been listening. We know why he's better, Stuart but continue. Stuart has the joy of a, of a little boy who's finally been allowed to do a book report on the thing he really wants to do. <laughs> Which is some dumb well, movie yeah. instead of there's a, book. a story. Yeah. There's a story I'm, I remember you telling Stuart about doing a report on the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner where you played Iron Maiden's Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner <laughs> in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the best part about this report it was that it was in an undergraduate romanticism class. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was about halfway through the guitar solo uh, in a very long song where the professor's like, uh, we can just turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Big mistake. Now, Stuart, what is Demonic Pumpkin? 
Demonic Pumpkins is, of course, a special effects team, I'm assuming based out of New York. And boy, do they put some work in. So, the movie opens. So, who's the, uh, wait, is there, who are the stars? Is there a, ca- a name cast? No. <laughs> okay, sorry, foolish question. Wise answer, uh, I apologize. Oh, okay, so we're introduced to uh, our heroes, Angela and Josh. They are a young couple, and they're going through a breakup. Angela has barricaded herself in the bathroom while Josh rages outside the door before breaking down the door, saying a bunch of swear words, and then shooting Angela in the head. Josh, so, so when uh, you say a breakup, you're it's, uh, you're underselling it. Yeah, it's it's very unpleasant. Uh, so Josh is uh, confronts the enormity of what he's done. You know, he looks at the gun, he looks at the dead uh, girlfriend, etc., uh, and then he runs away. Of course, moments later, Angela crawls out of the tub into her living room, and then two paramedics show up in her living room and kind of shrug their shoulders and then leave her seemingly dying on the floor. Mm. And then the credits start. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, during the credits, now the we... paramed- Is that supposed to be a joke that the paramedics just give up? Or are they... There is... I don't think there's any jokes in this movie, Elliot. A movie called Zombies Anonymous is no jokes in it? Yeah, Almost from, none. From the way Stuart delivered all that information, I have a feeling it's going to be very sim- uh, like key to the, this world that's being built. Like, there's going to be a... Yeah, so the the paramedics show up and just... I couldn't tell if they... Uh, because like a lot of things, they don't explain it. I couldn't tell if the, the paramedics were like, oh, she's dead. Okay, we're going to just peace out. Or if they're like, oh, she's not dead. <laughs> See you later. Like, I don't care. <laughs> So, uh, over the credits, uh, where once again they mention Demonic Pumpkins, uh, bring that up again, uh, we, we see a bunch of, like, clips from news stories that's, that's kind of... That's expo- Stephen King's original version of Needful Things. <laughs> the devil opened a store called Demonic Pumpkins, and it was like, no one's coming in. Am I being too open about the purpose of this store? <laughs> yeah. Um, that is, it's, it's, <laughs> sorry. That's Stephen King's book. Uh, starring popular SNL character David S. Pumpkins. So, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who opens the store to I mean, I feel pumpkins. like that's a crossover that's been waiting to happen. Yeah. So, uh, during it, the credits, It makes we get... way more sense than that Tommy Knocker's <laughs> It's Pat crossover that they did in the 90s. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, for some reason, the uh, intro music, they used the song Tommy Knocker's by Blind Guardian. Very strange choice. <laughs> Um, so during the credits, we see a bunch of news stories about how the United States is coping with a zombie epidemic and, uh, and how the world is trying to move on somehow by incorporating zombies into the existing rubric of society. But it's clearly a divisive issue. There's even a clip where a TV preacher suggests a final solution for these zombies. So it's, uh, yeah. That seems, uh... Like an ill-thought-out <laughs> parallel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering... So, do, I don't know yet if the zombies in this movie eat brains or anything, but, like, the Jews don't eat brains. Like, like, <laughs> like zombies are that. legit monsters. Jews are not monsters. I think that's where... The same way that the X-Men as, a, as an oppressed minority parallel breaks down when you consider that the X-Men have superpowers... Now, you have alienated all cultures that do eat brains by not specifying that, of course, you're against live live brain eating in particular. Any well, human and, and brain human. eating, Dan. I don't even... <laughs> if, you, if you just stumble on a corpse on the street, don't crack that skull open and dig the brains out. I'm just saying it seemed not specific. I just... Uh, uh, certainly, well, I am more aghast at 
the eating of live human brains. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless it's like that scene in Hannibal with Ray Liotta, and then the brain guy gets a taste. You yeah, know, then it's hilarious. <laughs> yep, that's best scene in the movie. So uh, we then get a, a title card five months later. <laughs> Uh, Josh, the violent boyfriend, is riding around with his two childhood friends, Ricky and Malcolm. They're wannabe zombie hunters, uh, and they find a lone zombie and attack him. Now, these zombies look a little bit different than the ones you're used to. This guy is kind of all by himself. He's got like a burned up face, but he's wearing a pristine sweatshirt and jeans, and he seems to be completely in control of his faculties. He's just like a rotting corpse man in, a, in like, a, like a Princeton sweatshirt. So even after uh, death, they just can't stop bragging about going to Princeton. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Meanwhile, Angela is attending a support group of other mortally challenged individuals. Okay, I I guess I guess that's a joke. I I was just about to say there's no jokes in the movie. (laughs) Uh, I I would Uh, like to say there's still no jokes in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So they like these uh, these zombies, which they prefer not to be called zombies, uh, share their sob stories about how they. You know, all the things that they've lost in becoming undead. Uh, and then they uh, then they have a donut break, and then they vomit into individually marked uh, vomit buckets, because I guess they can't eat donuts, uh, because they're zombies. She tries to go back to work, but she's harassed by her co-worker who just, like, stares at her a lot. Uh, so she has trouble adapting to life. At one point, she catches a rat in her... Uh, kitchen and eats it and then is upset about it. Just to be fair, Meanwhile, you don't have to be a zombie to do that. No, exactly. As, as much true. as I am against just cracking people's skulls open and digging their brains out, if you find a rat yeah. in your house, go ahead. Don't let those nutrients go to waste. Mm-mm, meat on the hook. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially if you uh, have a cat listening. Yeah, if you're a cat, even more, the more do so. Yeah, go ahead. And in fact, if you're a cat, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Human laws can't touch you. Just look at McCavity. <laughs> He's broken <laughs> all of them. So her uh, her murderous ex-boyfriend, Josh, and his buddies are trying to join a zombie hunting militia run by a large Italian fellow named The Gooch and a kind of abrasive, aggressive woman named The, Co- the Commandant. They meet at a diner where the commandant has a meltdown when she's approached by a zombie waiter. That sounds like a uh, like a seventy sitcom commandant and the gooch, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's an escaped Nazi war criminal, and she's just mm-hmm. like a, she's like an Italian girl from from uh, I don't know Bay Ridge or something like that, and they're uh-huh. roommates now. Yeah. Commandant and, and the and Gooch. This, it's a Gary Marshall show. In, yeah, in this case, uh, hunting hunting zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they later kidnap that waiter zombie and execute him in like an initiation ritual. Okay, so back to Angela. Uh, you know she's she's bummed out that she's a zombie. She looks kind of gross, uh, but not not that bad. I mean, she got shot in the head, but like as long as yeah. uh, she combs her hair right, you don't you don't see yeah. anything. I mean, as long you as you get get to your see help. the handiwork, yeah. And well, I mean, well, she doesn't. Um, oh. But if she comes, if she comes her hair right, you don't get to see the handiwork of demonic pumpkins. Uh, so she considers going to a termination center uh, that another one of the support group zombies describes as this like uh, kind of like a disorganized slaughterhouse where the undead are finished off by like basically, you know, like uh, like gruff blue collar guys who are goofing around while they're blowing zombies heads off um she's also uh, attacked by a guy while she's waiting for the bus all because she's a zombie and she's also being stalked by her ex-boyfriend who i guess knows that she's alive 
uh, or not alive. Uh, she takes, she ends up getting, uh, getting in a car with some freewheeling, like unlife loving zombies that trick her into eating human meat. And she like totally gets high and trips out on it. Uh, <laughs> and then they, <laughs> so this world, I, I, I'm, I likely missed something, uh, due to, uh, also, one being me, also allergy medicine. But is is this positing a world where human flesh is like drug addiction to zombies then? I believe so. This is the first okay. time they introduced just the idea that a zombie could eat a human. So it makes right. it even stranger that the humans are going to such lengths to kill the zombies. Um, I, I'm very because... confused about the, about the purpose of the film. Oh, well, uh, that's not going to be cleared up as I describe the rest of it. Um, <laughs> so they uh, they take uh, the, the like cool zombies that she's hanging out with, take her to a zombie cult headquarters, which is in like like a house that's kind of unfinished. Uh, and they, you know, they kind of are trying to convince her to meet with their spiritual leader named Good Mother Solstice. And then they try and get her to participate in a feast on uh, on like an unwilling human woman on a on a victim, and she uh, she refrains from doing that. She swoons and she passes out. Meanwhile, Josh has followed Angela to the cult house, and the zombie hunters have attacked uh, attacked the cult, killing all the zombies. Josh spares Angela this time. Uh, but his friend Richie gets mortally wounded in the fight, and he turns into a zombie, and the Commandant the Gooch execute him. So is Josh Quite like, well, I killed you once. It would be it would be churlish of me to kill you twice. Well, he's one of those characters who's like, a lot of his dialogue is yelled, and <laughs> his, like, his two emotions are extreme anger at her, or he's like, like, stares at his fist like, bat, uh, like Superman sitting on a ledge in the rain, like, wondering, you know. Like, wondering what to do with all his power. Superman's like, um, those times when Superman's like, why don't I just become king of this world? What am I mm-hmm. doing? Who could stop me? Ugh. Yep. Gah, you know what? I'll just have a pint of ice cream. So Angela Angela runs away from this house in this horrible, um, this, uh, you know, house filled with dead zombies. She tries to go back to work, but she gets fired. Then she on tries what, to get on what grounds? Uh, I think it's just because she's a zombie. So it's just prejudice. Okay. Yeah, it's it, just prejudice. It wasn't. They were like, um, they, they were like, we could deal with you being with one of uh, being one of the undead, but we know you've been stealing supplies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she, which would have been funny if she was like using like staples to like hold her body together. Yeah. But I guess that's once yeah, again yeah. me showing my uh, my anti-zombie sentiments. Um, so she tries to find a new job. She even buys this makeup called Look Alive, which is supposed to make her skin look less, uh, you know, slightly waxy. Uh, it doesn't work, obviously. She can't get her job because the places she tries to get a job at uh, discriminate against zombies. Uh, she try and, tries to find some comfort with the zombie support group, but then the zombie hunters attack again, killing oh, all those zombies and kidnapping her. Now, this is a point where my favorite character, the Gooch, getting blood all over himself, takes his shirt off and just, like, wipes it on himself and then leaves it in the street in, like, a cul-de-sac. <laughs> Classic yeah, Gooch. Th- this movie seems to, uh, I don't know if it does, but it, uh, in viewing, but it seems to be falling, uh, falling, uh, what's the word? I'm exactly, Fall- precisely into place, like a well-oiled machine. Uh-huh. Uh, falling victim. Like kind of a, a clockwork mechanism, like sneakers or, uh, you know, the Spanish prisoner. No. Falling sure. victim. To or like, the- uh, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> 
falling victim to one of the classic blunders of this type of thing where they're making some sort of parallel uh, with uh, people being oppressed in some way. And yet the parallel yeah. they're making implies that oppressed people are rotting corpses. Yeah, are monsters. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, it's like, like uh, how in Bright, it's ostensibly a movie about tolerance, but it's also a movie that tells you that every race has different superpowers and yeah. uh, that they actually are very different genetically and spiritually and physically, so maybe they should be in different strata. Because uh, they didn't think too hard about what they were doing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in the, in this movie, the the only organization of zombies are basically like a hippie cult commune who get high off of eating humans. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, yep. The zombie hunters take uh take Angela and the other kidnapped zombies to a field where they're going to execute them. Uh, just at the last minute, they're rescued. When the uh, zombie cult attacks and kills the zombie hunters in a hail of bullets in a very exciting action sequence. <laughs> now, what, now, what's your what's the sarcasm percentage on what you just said? I would say like seventy five percent. Pretty high. Okay, okay pretty high. <laughs> so, it was, but it was still twenty five percent thrilling. So that's, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, thrilling that's, sounds that's, like the word that he wants to use. I mean, yeah. in, this, in this economy, you're not going to do better than that. <laughs> I mean, it can't all be Hobbs and Shaw, you know? Yeah. yeah. So at this point, uh, Josh has been, uh, he has been shot, but he escapes. The Commandant also escapes. The Gooch, uh, not a so well. He, uh, he gets overtaken by zombies and ripped to shreds. Uh, Angela is rescued by the cult. She wakes up and uh, in yet another unfinished house, uh, Good Mother Solstice introduces herself and uh, intru- injects pureed human meat directly into Angela's brain. She gets super uh, high. Now, is that how eating works? The, the, yes. What you yes. eat goes to your brain. You can inject the food right into your brain. Yeah. So if you ever, if you're dying and you don't have enough time to chew and digest the food, you just stick that hot dog in your ear. <laughs> yeah, I was actually right I was watching brain. a uh, I was watching a uh, an, an interview with Kamal Nanjiani about how he got so ripped, and he said uh, he just bypassed the middleman and injected protein directly into his head. Mm-hmm. The fat can't if get I'm, to your if to your body if it's dying, going in your brain. If I'm dying, the cure would have been eating a hot dog. <laughs> if that would have saved me from dying. Uh, I will, uh, yeah, from now on, I'll save a few seconds by putting it in my ear. Yeah, because the problem is you don't have time for it to get into your bloodstream. Yeah. Sometimes okay. I'll skip the middleman, and I'll just, sometimes I'll just shove a fish stick up my nose if I don't have time to sit down for a full meal. Uh, uh, that's why you look so youthful. All right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, uh. It's also why Elliot's teeth are so pristine, because he doesn't waste them on things like eating. Never use them. My nose is often clogged. With yes, breadcrumbs, uh, you know, fish flakes, but... Uh, uh, tartar sauce. Um, so, uh, but there's no tartar on your teeth, because as we've addressed, you don't put food in them. Save it for my um, sauce, I tell my dentist. Save it for my sauce. S-I-F-S. Any tartar on there, just scrape it off, give it to me, I'll take it home, sauce it up, put it on the fish sticks. <laughs> so we also, uh, at, this is around the point when uh, we, we, realize, we find out that uh, it's it's dangerous to overdose on human meat for a zombie. I feel like that would work uh, for that would be the true for a human too. Yeah, that's that is true. Uh, back at the zombie hunter hideout, Josh realizes that he not only has been shot, but now he has died and come back as a zombie. 
the commandant shows up with a new haircut, which was very confusing for me for a while because I thought it was a completely new character. Now, wait, does this uh, mean if anyone who dies comes back as a zombie? Uh, yeah. Okay, yep. so you'd think that society would be more accepting of zombies then if everybody was it was going to happen to. It's like, well, it'd be like a world where kids are running around killing adults and the, adult, and the adults are like, I was a kid once too. And the kid's are like, well, that'll never happen to me. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. But then well, they do. You, uh-huh. It's called Logan's Run. <laughs> Yep, you they forget. worship Jeff, Jeffrey the giraffe. <laughs> what you're forgetting, Elliot, what you're forgetting is, yes, these, the, I, I assume that the humans are very excited to see their own loved ones back. But the other, everyone else's loved ones, they're taking up the resources that are uh-huh. so, like, they're limited resources for the living. And now you've got what, these what, dead what people resources? hanging around. What? What resources are they taking up? Rats and like <laughs> fake open makeup? Like I don't. Well, I mean, jo- as, as far as jobs, the movie goes, Elliot. Just... Apparently, these zombies have jobs. We've seen how how uh, job uh, jobs can motivate people. Well, I'm saying we get the dead to do the jobs the living don't want to do. Uh, right. Like I guess, uh, what's a job you guys don't want to do? Like picking up after other people's dogs. Uh, I, I kind of like that. Okay, that well, maybe they don't do that. We'll save that job for you, Stu. I've talked, I've talked about this before, but I, I have this like long-standing dream of publishing a coffee table book that's just photos of dogs' faces while they're pooping. <laughs> <laughs> because there's something so like pure and innocent, but also like kind of concerned on their face. Like, I hope nobody pushes me over. Oh, trust me, I see the look on, on my younger son's face all the time as he's going, la, 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 oh. And then whatever he's doing, he just suddenly stops and stares at you until yeah. the poop is out. Yeah, that's you're gonna sneak that into your into your next Netflix special, right? Your Dana Carvey style special about have, uh, raising children. Sneak it into it's the it's the centerpiece of the special. It's yeah, called, I guess you're right. It's called Elliot Kalen. Yeah, I have kids too. Let me tell you all about them. You're not interested? <laughs> well, you're gonna hear about it anyway. Write <laughs> what you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's that's like so, uh, my uh, I, uh, my recent uh, political comedy special, Elliot Kalin. How about this president, huh? What a piece of work he is. I don't like him. Maybe you do, but I think you're wrong. That's the title. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, are they going to turn it uh, turn it into an acronym, Dan? What would be the acronym for that one? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the letters, but I I do think that this. <laughs> Now some people may think. But now there's also uh, there's also my uh, my my special about how swinging prolongs your existence. That's with my it's called, it's called Kalen. Keep alive, love a neighbor. Okay, well that one less so than the other ones, but your ungainly uh, title naming scheme. I, I realize that's to optimize your SEO. I mean, Whatever I guess I'm saying means, optimize yeah, sure. two I times. Optimize my uh, your search my... engine optimization. A title that oh, long okay. means that it's it's explained for people. If they're writing a question into Google, this is the first thing that's going to come up. Oh, I thought SEO was the Silly Elliot organization, which is my company, yes, that makes all these stand-up <laughs> specials. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would think that you, you would improve your SEO the most if all your... Uh, if all your specials had a hashtag before it, like hashtag mm. triggered or uh, something like that. Probably. <laughs> That's the only Probably. one I can think of. Is that what that band oh. is called? Why it's called that SEO Speedwagon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they, you know, the company that they worked with has the top Speedwagon results of all Speedwagons. <laughs> now, a Speedwagon would just speedwagon. be a wagon, right? Like, the wagon's supposed to go fast, right? Well, what wagon? Like a Red Rider or a... I got to assume so. Yeah, one of those radio flyer wagons. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean Speedwag- pro- Speedwagon's also the name of one of the Joestar family's sidekicks, one of their allies in the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series. Mm. But, uh, you know. Makes sense. It's also the third in the Speed trilogy. There's Speed, Speed, Two Cruise Control, and then Speedwagon. <laughs> Where they're, yeah, set, they're yeah. like, if this wagon doesn't go faster than 40 miles an hour, you're toast. And they're like, no wagon can go that fast. What are you talking yeah. about? Well, that was just uh-huh. the first title for Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> rejected rejected screenplay was about a speed wagon. So now we're in the home stretch, guys. Josh and the Commandant hatch a sneaky plan to get revenge on the zombie cult. Uh, this somehow involves the, and th- I got kind of confused. I watched this part a couple times and I still couldn't quite figure it out. The commandant strips down to her underwear mm-hmm. and plays Makes dead. Makes sense. And then when the zombies go to cut her head open, she attacks them and she like wipes out the majority of the zombie cult. But in the process, she gets her guts ripped out. Seems like a wash. That While seems like a period that, of victory. <laughs> <laughs> While she's doing that, she has like she has Josh try and sneak in through the back door, but he spends most of the time fighting zombies on the front porch. Like if you're in like a role playing game and you fuck up early on and you just blow all your like one shot abilities in the first room, yeah. it's, it's pretty funny. Um, and then uh, meanwhile, while this is all going on, Angela uses the distraction to get in a knife fight with Good Mother Solstice. I don't quite know why. I think it's because she got human meat injected into her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Good enough reason. Over the course, the fight mainly involves hitting each other with books or using a knife to, like, slash each other's clothes off. And then uh, you know, the, the fight's over when Good Mother Solstice gets a lethal overdose of uh, human meat in her neck and her head explodes. And uh, we get a couple of reaction shots of our heroine saying, what? It's pretty mm. great. So, so that's like a catchphrase. That's like a cool action hero catchphrase. I mean, it, th- th- I'm assuming that was uh, that was included just so they could sneak into the trailer. Uh, so Angela and Josh have a bloody confrontation where Josh gets, uh, yeah, at this. So she gets in a fight with Josh, uh, you know, like couples do sometimes. Uh, except they're both zombies at this point. So she uses a knife and stabs him in the balls, and then pulls mm. out one of his balls and stabs it into his head. Uh, and then no, she see, they missed yeah. a they missed a trick there because they should she should have pulled the one ball off and mm-hmm. then stab it into his other ball, pull that ball off, uh-huh. and then into okay, the head, yep. like a three Plus, olive martini. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Yep. That's that's Dan's fatality in the next Mortal Kombat yeah. game. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm sure you guys, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer, but in the new Mortal Kombat game, they included Robocop and one in the fatality they show, he does in fact shoot Baraka in the dick. (laughs) You're like, world's world's colliding. It's like a (laughs) fucking Avengers infinity war here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what would happen if Robocop ran into, you know, Robocop, the, the gem of OCP's uh, police department program. Mm -hmm. If he were to run into the Tarkartan general of Outworld, what would he do? And of course, it's shoot him in the I dick. Mean, it feels like it feels like the, the what if is more. What if the video game manufacturers misunderstood the point of RoboCop? <laughs> you don't know. You know, Blanca may be committing crimes. You don't know. I just, you it's know, like I just more, think more that it's not RoboCop is not just a straightforward story about a robot cop shooting criminals in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
<laughs> oh wow yeah i guess you're right i guess it i guess it takes some twists and turns you know it's not all dick shooting robocop you shouldn't assume that uh blanca's dick is located the way where you know other people's dicks are i mean it would Complete, just be electrified. completely different franchise it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a street fighter character too that's the other thing yeah uh, I, do you think it was intentional that RoboCop <laughs> shoots that one guy in the dick and then he also shoots a guy named Dick later in the movie? Yeah, that's because it's a brilliant movie. It's, a, it's, like yeah. a, it's like a tapestry. Yeah, it's, it's one a, of the few perfect movies. It's exactly um, like Carol King's tapestry. So to wrap up a less than perfect movie, uh, so Angela manages to escape the house. The commandant blows off Josh's head and then she <laughs> blows off her own head. And then in the final scene, Angela in the bathroom sees herself her zombie face mm-hmm. she picks up the look alive uh disguise makeup and she throws it in the trash and that is the end of the movie so that was zombies anonymous i wasted your time with it and i also wasted my own time with it so what do you think guys <laughs> well that's a seems to, that'll you probably, probably bias to, my reaction. you probably have some you probably have some questions for me before you decide whether you're glad you missed it uh-huh. Sad we miss it, or had to not miss it. Well, uh, they... okay, Stuart, were you moved by Angela's ultimate acceptance of her zombie life? Uh, I mean, it it just didn't quite make sense up until that point, because, I mean, I just watched a bunch of people stab each other and hit each other mm-hmm. with books uh, yeah. for no real reason. So the idea of her, like, accepting herself... That that didn't seem like it. I mean, I don't didn't really see the apotheosis of her journey. You're you saying know? the character yeah. arc was not earned. What if she just threw it away because she's like, this stuff doesn't work. What a waste uh-huh. of money. Or it's zombie. That actually is a good point. Maybe maybe it was just a, a you know a harsh critique of the product. Maybe this is more of like a sixty minute style consumer reports thing about you know an expose of how look alive does not in fact make you look alive. Uh-huh. Do, mm-hmm. Does 60 Minutes still do those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> do they, like, do they still do those 60 minutes, those, those 90 minute long zombie movies that are <laughs> yeah. debunking the best part was rumors? Andy Rooney would come out at the end and complain about the movie you just watched. I would like to watch, I would like to... I would like to watch movies with Andy Rooney. <laughs> we all would. Unfortunately, he's passed on to the great zombie land in the sky. Yeah. That's because, what do you think? Because do, you think he, do, you think, do you think Andy Rooney would have really liked Zombieland 2 double tap? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it would go a little something like this. When I sat down to watch the new Zombieland film, the next in the Zombieland franchise, I had to ask myself, how big is zombie land? Isn't it more of a zombie continent to have two full adventures on it? Now, the subtitle Double Tap implies you'll be seeing tap dancing. I don't know what else it would be reply- responding to or referring to. And yet, at no point do Woody Harrelson or Jesse Eisenberg, the stars of the Zombieland franchise, ever strap on some tap shoes and let the music take them where it may. You know, if I'm going to watch Zombies Tap... I'll go back to the graveyard where Fred Astaire puts on shows nightly until his legs fall off. <laughs> For 60 minutes, I'm Andy Rooney. <laughs> well, it started out like how Andy Rooney probably would do it. Then it got a little dry in the middle. And then, though, it went to... I've never, oh, yeah, seen, yeah. I've never heard Andy Rooney bring that up before. If, if, I saw, if I saw Fred Astaire tap dancing in a graveyard, I would be telling everybody. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's ironic because, well, let's look at his review of the original Zombieland. Hi, Mm. it's me, Andy Rooney, with real R-E-E-L Rooney, my movie review (laughs) column on television. Today I saw Zombieland. Well, I saw most of Zombieland. Around two-thirds of the way through, I really had to pee. And so I tried to hold it in as best as I could, but at a certain point, you have to put your own health over the movie that you're seeing. So I guess I'll be reviewing the first two thirds and then the bathroom at the Hollywood Arclight Cinemas. <laughs> Zombieland has an interesting first two thirds, a kind of modern, ironic take on the zombie movie. It's very meta, and yet it lacks a conclusion that I felt like I could really believe in. In fact, two thirds of the way through, there's no sense of the movie coming to an end yet. My time in the bathroom, however, was a sheer delight. Clean, comfortable. The lighting was bright enough to see my penis so I could hold it in my hands, but not so bright that I was aware of all the signs of aging that have become more and more an accumulation on my body parts. I decided to stroll around the hallways of the theater afterwards, looking at the posters of the movies that were coming out soon. A few I were interested in, others not so much, and some I just think I'm going to miss entirely. By the time I was done with my perambulations, the film was over. So I give the two-thirds that I saw of Zombieland an incomplete, and I give the bathrooms an A++. For 60 minutes, this has been Andy in the Isles. That's right, I changed the name of the segment while I was doing it. Oh, I'm glad that he put that on his main feed and he didn't put it behind a paywall. Oh no, that's what brings people to the paywall content. (laughs) Stuart, do you ever get Yelp reviews that 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 like Cantor Lands because the light is bright enough to see their dick? Is that a common review thing? That I mean, to be to be honest, uh, I I got multiple compliments at the lighting in the bathrooms. I think it's usually so that people can take selfies and not mm. so that they can see their genitals. Well, now, I mean, sure, uh, there's a, a t- style of selfie that you're not seeing, probably. So I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, my my guess is that it tells it says more about the kinds of public restrooms Andy Rooney finds himself in regularly that he felt the need right, to comment right, yeah. on the visibility of or, the light. or his failing eyes. <laughs> that too. That too. It may be blindingly bright in there for someone who's not an elderly man. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. rest in peace, so, Andy. Uh, so I got some bad news, guys. You have gone over your allotted time to ask oh, no. me questions about the movie, so we're going to oh, have to no. skip right to final judgments. Are you uh, Are you glad we missed it, sad we missed it, or had to not miss it? Uh, I think, Stuart, uh, I think you did a great job of communicating to us why, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I am glad I missed it. Uh, and I yeah. feel bad that you did not miss it. So that's the new rating is feel bad Stuart unmissed it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I think that there was a palpable sense of disdain radiating off, uh, radiating off of you, Stuart, uh, both in the video and uh, just the things you were saying. So I'm going to say I'm glad I missed it. Okay, well... Uh, you at home can miss it, not miss it, do whatever you like. You're a human being. You have autonomy. Uh, so yeah, that's been missed that movie. I think we've all agreed that it's a glad we missed it. Uh, we got something fun coming up though, right, Elliot? That's right. Hey, if you're listening to this, that means there's still time. Well, unless you're listening to this very late. Anyway, (laughs) the point is, on Saturday, June 6th, we're going to be doing one of those Flophouse live shows we do in towns and cities across America. But we're going to be doing it from our homes 
to your home. That's right, Saturday, June 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. You do the math on where that is Central and Mountain Time. I don't know. We're going to be doing a classic Flophouse live show uh, over our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing presentations. We're going to be talking about Howard the Duck. Uh, We may try to figure out some way to interact with the audience. We don't know. Anyway, if you go to youtube.com slash C slash the Flophouse podcast, that's youtube.com slash the letter C slash the Flophouse podcast, uh, you'll find it there. If you don't see it when you go there, just refresh the page at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and it'll come out. Or if you need the information again, go to theflophousepodcast.com. Again, we're going to be watching Howard the Duck, and we're going to do it all for charity. We're going to be trying to bring awareness to the problem of hunger that's being faced by many people in this country, increasingly more so because of what's going on. Uh, And we're going to be doing that by... uh, talking about Howard the Duck and its amazing laser effects and uh, hit song about Howard the Duck, the eponymous duck who is mm-hmm. the Howard yep. of the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's Saturday, June 6th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific at the YouTube uh, Flophouse channel. So uh, go to theflophousepodcast.com for that information in case you weren't writing it down as I was saying it. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be real fun. We're going to have new presentations, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, and are they going to be like loosely quarantine themed? Is that the theme we're working on? I think the theme uh, we're working on possibly? is stuff stuff we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Oh, but, cool. You know, okay, if yeah. it's, uh, if it's on our minds super right cagey. now, I'm sure. I'm sure the flavor of the world will uh, will slip in no matter what the topic. And guys, I am mm-hmm. genuinely excited about seeing. Howard the Duck again, if only because yeah. my memories of some parts of it from when I saw it as a kid are so vivid, and other, but I don't remember what the connective tissue is, and I just remember how good those laser special effects are. There's some solid at, laser effects. Yeah, you mean at the yeah. end with like the laser lightning around the monster? I do not remember when it happens. I just remember okay. as a kid being like, "Oh, those are Ghostbusters level lasers." Yeah, I yeah. like them. All right, well, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been fun. I'm glad we missed it. Uh, I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> oh, I've been Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Or am I Andy Rooney? No, that'd be crazy. I'm Elliot Kalin. <laughs> Bye. Judge John Hodgman won a Webby in the comedy podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation? Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more. If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start. Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.